temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's time for our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. It's our Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. Tongue of Iloa. Not Tua Tagle of Leoa. A for effort. Dolphins quarterback. Tua. It's our I love Christmas. Our Tua with Tobin and Leroy. Check the history of food. <laughs> Our Tua the program, ladies and gentlemen. Tobin and Leroy. Well, actually, just Marcos and Leroy. Yeah. Magazine Marcos, actually. <laughs> It is your boys here holding it down for the show, Pony. He uh, is out today. He'll actually be out for quite some time. He'll be back next week sometime, though. Leroy uh, joining us today has some surgery tomorrow. Leroy, how you feeling? Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm I'm good. Like, I just want to feel better. Like, yeah. Is meniscus is funny because you could be walking around and everything's great, and then you take a step, and then you need crutches. Yeah, I feel that. You know, so it's just um, very uncomfortable. It could hurt a little bit. It could hurt a lot. It could be severe. There's no rhyme or reason. Then, you know, your body tries to protect itself, so then you get fluid. It swells up. You know, so um, I just need to get it fixed so I can go on about my damn day. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to put it off. Yeah. But... But it's just getting to the point where uh, you can't do it. The, the problem is I can't like I don't know what time a surgery is because oh. they don't tell you till like the day before. Yeah, so don't you got to like, uh, like the guy fast called me and said I'll be after lunch, huh? Don't you got to like fast? Oh no, you can't. They, no matter no matter when your surgery is, you can't eat nothing after twelve o'clock. Yeah, gotcha. Night, which sucks. Yeah. Because I've had surgery where it's at like 2 o'clock. Mm. Let me tell you something. That ain't, that's no fun. Yeah, for like, sure. Damn, can From I, midnight I get to there, 2 o'clock? Can I get a cracker or something? 
I could. Can you? Are you allowed to do that even or not? No. Jesus. I say, well, put me out now. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I say, can you put me out for hunger? (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. I I know I can't eat if I'm out. Yeah, Uh, look, that's my new challenge. I've tried to count. You know, they tell you to count from uh, 100 back to zero. Yep. And the last surgery I had, I went 100, 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94. I got all the way to 75. Oh. One small problem. What's that? I continue counting when the surgery was done. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so you woke up counting? Hey, yeah. Hey, man, we done. We done, I'm dude. Like, I say, I thought I was kicking that counting's ass. <laughs> like Tyson Fury. They were all looking at me like, should we let him go? Yeah. Like, should we let him continue? This is comical. I would have let you go. I would have let you yeah, go. Yeah, but, and that was because I'm, uh, listen, I, I'm, when I'm out, I'm out. So it takes me, they take a while to get me up. My wife said, your surgery was over two hours ago, but they couldn't wake you up. I said, it's some of the best sleep I ever had. I mean, me, I'm some like, of that. I'm like, yeah, some of that, I don't know what it is, profile, whatever. I don't know. You can squeeze <laughs> yeah. eight hours into two? I'll yeah, take some hey, of that. Hey, I'm telling you what, you lay back, Yeah. you feel a little coolness, you start counting, next thing you know, they're going, Leroy, wake up. I said, 87, 86, <laughs> 85. <laughs> they're like, 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 I said, the, the guy walked by, Gaylord Fokker, right? Yeah. He male nurse. He walked by and he said, you really committed to that counting thing, huh? Yep. I said, I'm kicking that counting's ass. <laughs> he said, well, oh, so what problem? We done. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know that you could just like a like a like a VCR or VHS tape. Yeah. You just one of my uh, one of my surgeries I watched. Ugh. I had hand surgery Ugh. and I watched it. I wanted to see what the inside of my hand looked like. Here's the problem. It's grossly right. No, they put a tourniquet around because they don't put you night night. Ah. They put a tourniquet around your arm, ah. and after like thirty minutes, my arm started hurting from where the tourniquet was. Yeah. I get and a that's like, so I wouldn't do that no more. Yeah. But I, I was like, I was looking, I was like, wow, it looks jacked up in there. Right? You were seeing like that? bones and, and Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And your God. hand got a bunch of bones. They got to like work their way around. Jesus. And then they cut, you know, cut the little bone off. Yeah. Ugh. It was crazy. But hey, that's okay. Like, you, you know, I know I, I learned a valuable lesson. I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah, that's it. Uh, one, one time yeah. is good enough. One time. Uh, let's get into some headlines. These headlines are brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. I just waxed it. Oh, Look at it. looking clean. Looking clean. Looking clean. clean. That's it. I call it this the J T- the J Fig truck. Why? Because uh, golf truck. Yeah, that makes sense. He want all black. Yep. Black on black on black. I, uh... Got some updates out of the uh, Miami Dolphins camp. Okay. All we care about, let me, no, let me ask you. Oh. As a fan, oh. there's a couple people I'm interested in. All right. How's Eichenberg? How is Eichenberg? That's a good question. Let's find out. He is still not that good. 
No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, so who's, is um Connor's out, right? Con- oh yeah, Connor's done for the season. He's out. For he, sure. Yeah, he. Yeah, okay. Um, how about Tyreek? Tyreek, actually, you know, I saw him yesterday on Hard Knocks, and it kind of, kind of gave me some hope because it kind of seems like if we really needed him, we could have pushed him to play. Uh, but for the most part, I believe he should be ready. You know, I'm I'm speculating. I have no sources at all, but let's, based off what I saw on an episode of Hard Knocks, it could be a week old footage. Yeah. He looks like he could be ready to play. Let, let's go with our left tackle, who's always injured, Armstead. Armstead. Yeah, I think I think he's always going to be a game time decision for sure. Yeah, how, he's a lifelong game time decision. Lifelong for sure. How about X? X, I think, still banged up. Javon Holland still banged still up. Still banged up. Yeah. Right. Which is, you look. Know, you got two pro bowlers that missing out of secondary, and you're still doing some work. That's a hard thing to lose two guys of that that stature. Yeah. Especially Javon Holland, because he gets in the mix. He's in everything. Something that I thought was, uh, was interesting, though, was that – uh, they made a roster move, actually. Remember uh, when we picked up Jason Pierre-Paul? Yeah. Gone. He is really? gone. We uh, we have waited. You know why? Can I tell you why? Why is that? Have you seen Agba playing? Agba been putting in some work. That's true. That's true. Same guy. Same guy. Yeah. And we did pick up Melvin Ingram on the practice squad in case we need anyone to like Whew. replace whatever He's, five. You know who he is? Yeah. The OG. <laughs> that boy is he's big. Hey, big. And he be wearing that single digit. It yeah, just don't yeah. look right. See, when Chubb wears two, it doesn't look that bad. He looks good. He looks fine. Because but he's taller. Number six Ingram, on, on Ingram. Ingram. Woof. 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 In his first game, he have a strip sack touchdown. Or oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. That was, you know, he was defense yeah. player of the month. <laughs> yeah, that boy didn't. He didn't. He kind of parlayed that into somehow getting signed to the practice squad now. But I thought it was interesting. We brought up uh, Chris Brooks, the uh, the running back. Okay. Yeah. So that could mean that either one of our running backs is banged up, or that could Ahmed mean or yeah. Or, or well, honestly. here's here's another reason why. Yeah. Don't ever underestimate people's value on special teams, right? Yeah, true. Because there could be some guys that, that are, are being thrust into more uh, defensive roles instead of special teams, Yep. and they need some some help um, with all the special teams, and you bring in a guy that – and and they call they give him a position, but he's actually a special teamer. I don't know that to be a fact, yeah. but I just know that my roommate, uh, my boy – was a running back, and he ain't playing looking running back. He was a special team his whole career. So just because it's a running back, you don't really know what their plans are. He could be a returner. You, you just don't know. Yeah, he I, was – You know uh, he ain't going to play running back. Tuesday, Brooks was at the end of his 21-day practice window after he was initially designated for IR. So I guess they had to bring him back. And it could be what I'm thinking is, you know, he's a big body. We have been struggling with red zone things. And Raheem Mostert seems to get the job done. But it doesn't hurt to have another big body running back who could potentially just punch it yeah, in. Yeah, he is He yards. is the biggest thing they got back there, too. Yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily hurt to have uh, that Maybe big body a l- back. a little more tush-push. Yes, a little more tush-push before they ban it. They ain't uh, going to ban it. They can't ban it. They ain't going to ban it. I don't know if Roger Goodell kind of the rumors are out there. Now I don't like 
listen, the tush push is, is fine to me. Yeah. I don't like the pile moving. What do you right? mean? Right? Like, remember, um, was it, uh, what was it the other night when guy had a five yard gain and they pushed him all the way to oh, fifteen I yards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 doesn't look very footbally because it, you can run the same play again and they blow it dead. Yeah, that's rugby. That's rugby as hell. Right, right. So, but the tush push. Yeah. Listen, the, the, there's one rule in football: get lower than your 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 opponent, right? Yep. Especially on the line of scrimmage. If they don't do it, that's just a good football play. Yeah, true. Uh, but unlike an illegal play that the the Eagles have developed, we saw a 60-yard bomb ski courtesy of Tua to Jalen Waddle this past weekend. There was one man who knew this would happen and actually predicted that it was going to happen this entire oh, time. Oh, this is before the game. This is, no, before the play started, Mike McDaniel okay. goes up and down the sideline and has trouble not telling everyone this is about to be a one-play drive. This is Mike McDaniel from Hard Knocks. <laughs> the sideline. I'm really visualizing the one-play drive here. I'm having a tough time not visualizing a one-play drive here. We get kick coverage. Waddle's going to have a one-play drive here. Yeah. <laughs> here it comes. Ready. Ready, team. Dolphins begin at their own 40. Going deep. Going deep. Right there. What a perfect pass and play. And the touchdown to Jalen Waddle. 60 yards and a touchdown. Take a look at this route. Inside. Nope. And he gets him. That was a big arm throw right there. Called it, dude. Absolutely hey, called it. Can I, can I just tell you? Yeah. You know, we all we all know when when those plays are coming from oh, I got you. just how they play stuff during the, that, during that, the game. That's something because you... like like here. Like I always tell you this when Eli Apple was playing. Ooh. And I'd say, uh oh, here comes the double move. You just know. Right? You you run enough offensive plays, you know when he's ripe for the taking. Right when they get snug, yeah, absolutely. you know, which is which is another reason why I get so irritated when that same guy who could call that one play drive gets so flustered when they pile the middle of the field up. Yeah, for sure. You see what I'm saying? For sure. So, um, yeah, they know, they know, they know, it, it, because they set it up. They've been setting it up. They've been setting it up. You see everybody on the other side, right? All the other receivers on the other side. You might have a shallow crosser, and that guy's back there by himself. You look the safety off one step. You take one step in the wrong direction, it's over. Yep. Uh, the Miami Dolphins set to take on the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming Sunday. I don't know if you saw, Leroy, they made it so that every market will be showing the game except for the Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. So Phoenix and Illinois will have the Bears game. Every other state will be watching the Miami Dolphins versus so the Dallas Cowboys. So this is prime time. This is this as is prime time. This is the ultimate prime time. Absolutely. 420, 425. Yep. Game of the week. Yep. Is it on Fox? It is indeed on Fox. 
Game of the week. Game of the week. You know they everybody want to see the Cowboys. Yeah. Right? Everybody wondering what the hell's going on. What, what, what are they doing down in Miami? You know? Yep. Because they so caught up in. Now, here's what I look at it as. You know what this is? What? I call this a battle of the two narratives. Huh. What's uh what's Dallas's narrative? The same as Miami's. Oh, can't can't win big games? Yeah, they want who they beat? They beat, they beat um, Philly, if I'm not mistaken. They beat Philly. Yeah. Right? Yep. But then you see Philly, they in a rut. <laughs> yep, they've dropped three in a row. And and Miami hasn't beaten a, a team with a winning record. Yeah. Yeah. So um which is a bit unfair because like if you beat it, you can win a game like so Kansas City was 0 1 at one point. Yep. So that means like you didn't beat a team with a winning record. True, true. You see what I'm saying? So Yeah, that's Detroit's um, signature victory. Right. So So from that standpoint, it ought to be interesting. I wanna see the blueprint is out there how to run the ball against Michael Parsons, make him a, a run uh, a run have him stop the run. Absolutely. Right. Buffalo put that on display. Right. Well, no, Buffalo wasn't the first team to do it. Who was running? Well, like they've been giving Every, that up all, all year. All the teams that had success running the football against Dallas gotcha. has done it that way, and then um, Buffalo picked up on it. Yeah, I feel that. Right now, you have to have it here. When you come up with a game plan, it has to be within the framework of what you do. Yep. Sometimes you know the plays that beat can beat another team, but your team doesn't do that. You see what I mean? You don't just design a whole new offense. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get it done. Hopefully when we come back next week, we'll be discussing a victory and the narrative can finally change for the Dolphins. Yep. For for the Dolphins, you know what's going to happen with that stink on on uh, Dallas. Yeah. But I don't care. Agree. I don't care. None of my business. Uh, when we come back, we got more Dolphins talk. We're going to hear from Christian Wilkins ahead of the big game. Leroy's going to go do his Cleveland hits. And uh, Alex Donald will be joining us at the Bottom, top of this hour? I don't know. I don't know. Science. It's the bottom of the hour, dude. Science. Can't. You haven't figured. You call you call yourself a damn uh, uh, a magazine magazine Marco. Yeah, magazine and, and you don't Marcos. even know how to uh, how the hour clock works. Marcos learns how to tell time when we come back on the Tell the Leroy Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Over the Leroy Show. It's probably my favorite Christmas song, I'm not going to lie to you. But not because I think it's necessarily the best Christmas song. But during my tenure at Forever 21, I was brainwashed with this song. Over and over and over. And I'm grateful for it. Now, from last Christmas to last night, Hard Knocks, baby. 
Got a little bit more in-depth if you watched it. One of the better episodes, of course, we're coming off of that hard loss. To the Tennessee Titans, we got an opportunity. Things opened up. Mike McDaniel listening to Eminem. New Eminem, by the way. Not that old school stuff, which I prefer. But new Eminem really embracing the darkness after the loss. Embracing the anger and channeling it the way that he should. You know, we uh, played some clips earlier of him having that meeting with the team, breaking down exactly what what went wrong before they move past that and uh, put together what looked to be one of the best practices of the season, according to Mike McDaniel. Now, one of the best moments of the show yesterday was a little bit of the insight that we got into Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer's relationship. The bromance was on full display yesterday as we got to see their interactions uh, pre-game, post-game, them talking about each other, their their moments of just celebrating each other's and other defensive linemen's success, uh, the jokes that they crack, and apparently their love for Zach Brown Band's chicken fried. Uh, really, really touching moments that we got to see between the two. Uh, we've known about it for quite some time, but it's good to have that on national spotlight. It's really uh, one of those moments that, like, you look at that and you think, you think, I don't want these people to be separated at any point. No matter if they're on the Miami Dolphins, I want these two players to constantly be teammates for the rest of life. You know, we saw that down here with uh, Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler. Uh, we're seeing that with Tua and Tyreek. But this Zach Sealer-Christian Wilkins bromance really may be the favorite, I think, of all the local sports fans here. Uh, we got to hear from Christian Wilkins earlier in the week previewing this game. Uh, it's a big game, as I mentioned with Leroy prior to him leaving, that indeed everyone except for those markets in Phoenix and Chicago will be dealing with Miami Dolphins versus Dallas Cowboys. Christian Wilkins had a chance to speak to the media earlier this week. He said he lives for big games like this at the end of the season. Let's hear from the Miami Dolphins defensive tackle. Yeah, uh, you definitely, you know, kind of feel it a little bit. Just, you know, that December football, uh, you know, the games mean a lot more now. And, you know, there's always just a little extra extra something you don't know what it is but there's you know the games just feel a lot bigger and uh, they're more fun and you know more intense like the focus is there throughout the week and uh, you know just these games are you know the later they get in the year and when you got a chance to you know they all get a little more meaningful and a little more fun so now this is the December football the Miami Dolphins have been desperate to play for for quite some time now and I mean I my entire fandom career was waiting on the Dolphins to be as good as they were in 72 or even the 80s. You know, if you're a Dolphin fan like me, who uh, isn't too old like all these other guys, then uh, you grew up with Jay Fiedler. Jay Fiedler was your, your beginning of Dolphin fandom. And if you had to go through that and everything that we've gone through up till now, you feel that these games are much more important than they've ever been. You feel that this isn't the same old Dolphins. And part of that reason is because of these players such as Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, two players from completely different stories. Uh, we got to see a little bit of Zach Sealer, his time in Baltimore. He was living in the woods, living in a trailer. He was telling everyone that essentially it's just easier for him to pick up and go. He gets cut. He can go ahead and attach that trailer to the back of his truck and just move on to the next place. But uh, I think 
Based off of the contract he received this offseason, he'll be staying in South Florida for quite some time. And we're definitely happy to have him. I got a couple stats for you guys. Uh, Of these two monsters up front, in 2023, Christian Wilkins and Zach Steeler so far have combined for one touchdown. That was a Steeler pick six. Two interceptions, one each. Six forced fumbles, three each. Eight fumble recoveries, four each. 15.5 sacks, that's eight for Wilkins, and seven and a half for Steeler. 22 QB hits, 13 for Wilkins, and nine for Steeler. These stats alone tell you that these guys are worth the money and they need to be a part of the building process for the future. Again, Wilkins had an opportunity to speak to the media and he kind of explained why him and Zach Sealer are having so much success. Before I play this clip, though, it is Christian Wilkins' birthday. So for his birthday, if you want to be nice, make sure you go on to X or whatever the hell it's called. And uh, give that boy a Pro Bowl vote because he definitely deserves it. Now, this is Wilkins on him and Sealer's success this season. Uh, well, really just me and Zach, uh, we typically try to just focus and worry about the right things, just doing our job at a high level and, you know, being the best we can, you know, individually because that ultimately affects the team. So we don't really think about this or that. You know, we just try to do our jobs at a high level and we both put a tremendous amount of work in, uh, you know, to, to be good individual players and to also to you know, be the best for the guys around us, learn the scheme, different things like that. So um, that's really more so than anything with it. Irving Figueroa, maybe no relation to Jennifer. Don't know if that's her burner account. Uh, says, I knew that after watching that Hard Knocks episode and seeing how close Steeler and Wilkins are, I bet the Dolphins are vehemently, vehemently, vehemently. You can't use words like that, Irving. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to say adamantly instead of that word because holy crap, calling for Greer and Co. to re-sign Wilkins, I think that is boosted to the top of the priority list. I think it is at the top of the priority list to re-sign Wilkins, and if you don't, I'll break your legs. Boom, baby! Threatening the front office. Heard it here first. Not serious in case this becomes legal action later. What the hell am I doing? Don't leave me here. Now I'm threatening the Dolphins' front office. Uh, When we come back, Alex Dono will be here to inform all of us hurricane casuals on what the hell is going on with National Signing Day and much more when we come back on the Tobin and Leroy Show. Welcome back to the Tobin and Leroy Show. Uh, One of the best parts, no Tobin, no Leroy. Uh, It is your boy driving the ship today. And luckily, I am joined by a gentleman and a scholar. Our boy Alex Dono is here. The Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Uh, shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Here with the one and only Alex Dono, the most informed person on the Miami Hurricanes. Dono, how the heck you doing, buddy? Busy. Um, so today is National Signing Day. Yes. I know you've been seeing all these notifications about you know players who have signed their national letters of intent with the University of Miami, who's you know probably going to finish with right around uh, a top five 
recruiting class once the dust settles. But here's why, like, this is going to be a super busy rest of the day, Marcos. Yeah. Um, In fact, in about 15 minutes, everyone's going to be focusing on uh, one of the premier high school programs down here, Shamanad Madonna in Hollywood, Florida, because the top recruit in the country Jeremiah Smith, standout wide receiver. He's been verbally committed to Ohio State, but he is still considering maybe possibly flipping to Miami. Um, So this, and it's just been, this is one of those things where it's like the last couple of days, everybody has got sources. There's a lot like NBA free agency, right? Where everyone thinks they know what's going to happen. He's sticking with Ohio State. He's coming to Miami. Uh, uh, Up until this morning, Florida State thought they had a really good chance at Jeremiah Smith, but they seem to be waving the white flag of surrender today. So, you know, we're going to, and I'm sure, you know, he's going to, I'm sure it's going to be milked a little bit, but the ceremony is going to start at noon and then a little bit after noon we're going to be finding out if the number one player in the country if he's sticking with ohio state or if he might possibly flip to miami so we're all holding our collective breath until that happens all right if there's anyone who knows it's you what are the odds of that happening dono like how do you what do you feel in your nuggets um, if, if I'm going to place a wager on it, because yeah. this stuff seems to be kind of changing every every second, uh, I, I think he's more than likely going to stick with Ohio State. And ah. It's going to be one of those things where it's like, you know, Miami gave it the old college try and they yeah. got close. Um, a similar thing happened with uh, another top local receiver last year, Brandon Innes from American Heritage, mm-hmm. who did end up follow Ohio State they get all the top receivers down here apparently yeah. uh, he ended up sticking with Ohio State despite a lot of interest from Miami so uh, it's one of those things where like literally like every few seconds I, I get a text from somebody about what Jeremiah is going to do in a couple hours and uh, or not a couple hours in a couple minutes and yeah. I don't know I my, my safe money is probably on Ohio State Okay, now, how much does a quarterback weigh into this? Obviously, a wide receiver needs a good quarterback to throw it to him. We are in a state now of we don't know who the hell our quarterback is. Is that something that's going to really weigh us down? Yeah, well, it could, especially when, you know, a lot of times when you're talking about a player who's about to come in as a true freshman, maybe they're not thinking about so much who's going to be the quarterback next year, but who's going to be the quarterback two, three years down the road. Mm. But in the case of a Jeremiah Smith, He's going to get on the field immediately. He's too good not to. So yeah. he's. I'm sure he is thinking who's the quarterback going to be. And you're right to bring up uh, to bring up Miami with some question marks there at, at quarterback because they they've been pursuing heavily Cam Ward uh, from Washington State from the transfer portal. Experienced guy. He's got one year of eligibility left. He's looking for a new home. Uh, Miami's been pursuing him, but he's taken his time, Marcos. He's yeah. not made a quick decision. He's, yeah, I, I, I don't know if dragging his feet is a fair phrase to use, but he's working on his own timeline when I'm sure Miami and Florida State, who's also interested in him, would like to hear something a little bit sooner. Uh, so they're, they're, they seem to be waiting on, uh, on Ward's decision. You know, he's also talked about still evaluating his prospects in the NFL draft if he might oh. consider going into the draft. Um, I don't expect that to happen because he'd probably be projected as a third day pick somewhere between the fourth seventh round so i don't know if he's going to kind of get the answer he wants from nfl scouts uh but he would be a dynamite option right and if not ward because obviously florida state still wants ward Mm -hmm. uh it's not a slam dunk but i like where miami stands for him if not ward 
Miami seems to be interested uh, now in K.J. Jefferson, uh, the Arkansas quarterback who just entered the transfer portal a few days ago. Uh, the Hurricanes are a handful of teams that has reportedly make, made contact with him. Uh, he's uh, he's a really good uh, runner, dangerous dual threat guy. He's 6'3", 247 pounds, so he's built <laughs> like a wrecking ball. Yeah, so <laughs> that's Marco's the same dimensions, I think. Yeah, I think actually, no, you see, I'm shorter. Just as far uh, uh, what's interesting is both of these quarterbacks that you mentioned, they're both mooses, dude. They're both huge. And uh, I was looking at the stats, though, based off what I'm seeing. Uh, Cameron Ward had a pretty good season last year, 25 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. KJ Jefferson has more of that mobility that you're mentioning. Uh, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. But both of these seems like better options that are more intriguing and enticing to a wide receiver that may want to come here. So... I guess I'd be I'd be okay with both of them, but is there anybody on the roster now in regards to quarterback that you say like let's say we whiff on both of these? Who do you put the offense, uh, the reins of the offense? Who do you give that to? That's a great question, and you know one of the reasons why they're trying to go out and get somebody is they don't have much depth at the position, and the player that they really like, who's on the roster right now, Emery Williams, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's only heading into his second year. He did start a couple games, of course, this past season. Uh, started against Clemson and won that game. Uh, he started against Florida State, and it was very competitive. He broke his arm near the uh, end of that game, so he didn't get to finish it. Uh, so that's also another thing you're dealing with is he's recovering from that broken arm he should be ready around the time for spring football Uh, Miami also has Jakari Brown uh, who's the only other scholarship quarterback right now on the roster we're going to get a really good look at him uh, a little over a week from now Marcos because he's going to start in the bowl game because he's lit and and I'm not this is not to take anything away from him because I like him a lot but he's literally the only player on scholarship who can start in that bowl game so it's an opportunity for Brown who we haven't seen uh, since 2022 who had some good and some bad performances as a true freshman a couple years ago uh, we get to see him put something on tape and and really try to impress Miami but you know the reason why I brought up Emery Williams's name before I brought up Brown's is that there is still some uncertainty as to whether or not Brown might decide to transfer after the bowl game that that's something we're not sure about Um, Mm -hmm. you know if, if Miami they're looking for a veteran quarterback like Cam Ward or KJ Jefferson uh, guys with one year of eligibility left uh, is Brown going to be you know thinking hey like what why do I get passed over Uh, he didn't play a single snap during the regular season I don't know if he took that personally or not he used a red shirt year this year so there has been some speculation that he might transfer I hope he doesn't because again I'm really a fan of his and I'd like to see Miami have the deepest possible quarterback room Uh, but He's inexperienced, of course. He started just a handful of games as a true freshman, didn't play at all this year. Emory Williams has started a couple games, but he he needs more seasoning, in my opinion. So I think the situation that Miami's in, Marcos, is uh, they expect to have a really competitive roster next year, like the type of roster that can, you know, that can at least compete for an ACC championship. Um, and, you know, with the playoff field expanding to 12 teams next year, if, if you can win your conference, you've got a good chance of, of getting into a, a 12-team playoff. And so I think the thinking is if our roster outside of quarterback is ready to compete with almost anybody in the country, uh, we need to find an experienced quarterback who can help us kind of bridge the rest of the gap. I think that's why they don't want to turn it over to a young quarterback. If you were more of a rebuilding team, you'd say, let's take our lumps with Emory Williams for a year and see what he turns into. But I think Miami wants to try to compete next year. So they want to find a quarterback who's already had that time in and can help them do that. 
Donald, I know you got to get out of here soon, so I'm going to keep this quick. Last year, we had Ruben Bain. We had Francis Goa. Is there anyone who has signed already that I should keep an eye out for? Well, uh, the highest ranked player in the class who you definitely want to keep an eye out for is Justin Scott. Oh. He's a, he's a five, five-star defensive tackle. Six-five. Yeah, out of Chicago. And he, he's, he's one of the best players in the country. And that was an interesting recruiting saga because he was committed to Ohio State until about two weeks ago, Miami was able to flip his commitment, and he's going to be a big-time player. Uh, and he he and Bain are going to be playing on that same defensive line, and I think they're going to wreak havoc. Uh, there's another player that we're watching today who at this time is not a Miami commit, but he might be flipping. I think he's probably flipping to Miami mm-hmm. around 6 p.m. tonight, and that's another five-star defensive lineman, Armando Blunt. Uh, he was actually – this was a crazy saga, Marcos. He was committed to Miami in September. All right. Flipped, flipped to Florida State in October, Boom. and now he's expected to flip back to Miami today. Yeah, as he should, right? Right, What's as he there? should. So uh, that's another one. one. One of the better players in the country, five-star. And there's uh, I could go on and on for, for a while about some of these other guys, uh, Zaquan Patterson, JoJo mm. Trader from Chaminade. But it's, it's going to be a really good class. I mean, again, I, I'm expecting there, there's other teams making moves. Oregon has really been improving their class today. Alabama has been improving their class. Uh, but I think when the dust settles, Miami's going to be right there around the top five when it's all said and done today. All right, before I get you out of here, Dono, real quick on the way out to next Thursday, December 28th at 2.15 p.m. right here on 5CCWQAM. You can hear the bad boy Mowers pinstripe bowl between the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and the Miami Hurricanes. Final score predictions, Dono, what is it going to be? Um, Miami should win. Um, obviously, both teams are, are losing some players. Miami's got some guys who are transferring, opting out for the NFL draft. But I think Miami still has a better team than Rutgers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be like the most offensively pleasing game because both teams have really good defenses. I'm going to go with uh, twenty to. Uh, I'm going to go twenty to ten. Miami over Rutgers. Solid. Book it. Book it. Book it. Uh, Jay Fig in the private chat here says, I love listening to Dono talk about college football, and I think we all do, Dono. And I, I love Jay Fig. I wasn't sure if she was working today because I, I, I keep seeing these pictures of her like on vacation somewhere yeah, where winter exists, right? so I didn't know. I didn't know she was here. I Thank love it. Jay Fig, I love seeing you here. Well, Dono, I appreciate you giving us uh, your time. I'm not going to lie to you. I will probably text you to determine if we got lucky. Uh, and I will be updating everyone else of Dono's report. Thank you for spending time with us, Dono. You got it, Marcos. Thank you, and thank you, Jay Fig. All right, when we come back, we got some Game Day Uncensored, Cat Talk, and a little bit more right here on 560 WQAM. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.